A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Runners Only. Yeah, yeah let's get it started. This is Runners Only with Dime Harley. Fast paced, slow and steady, any way you coming. Just want to connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, Runners Only with Dime Harley. Runners only with Dom Harvey, and it's a Essex Sydney Marathon special with James Constantine. G'day, mate. G'day, Dom. Hey, mate, it's fabulous to um, have you on the podcast to chat all things Essex Sydney Marathon 2023. How do you go, by the way? What's your What's your running pedigree, or is this is this personal? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I. My, my my best my best half marathon seventy six. Oh um, fuck. I don't go too badly. Um, I went I went eighty three on the week. I'm sort of just coming back from a, a knee niggle, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I love my half. I've, I've done importantly. I've done five marathons though, and I've done one world major. So um, two fifty two is why I run for a marathon. Oh shit! By the way, um, yeah, you said before just casually, um, eighty three because I've got a knee and a knee niggle. That works out if I'm, my maths are correct. A sub four minute case. It's not a bad time. It's not too bad. I was I was pretty happy with it. Uh, yeah, when you're not super conditioned, it starts to pinch at about fifteen k. Uh, but yeah, no, got through it. And like I said, great event, beautiful conditions as well. Gold, Gold Coast is always sun's out. It's uh, it's a great event. So, um, what exactly is is your job? Like I know you're part of the Brains Trust for the um, Sydney Marathon 2023, but what do you, what do you do? So my title is Digital Marketing Manager. So it's my job to get people on the start line um, <laughs> and, and to talk to people like a good self, Dom. Um, so, yeah, like we're, we, we, you know, my job um, in conjunction with Tim, who's the marketing director, um, and also Eliza, who is the marketing executive, there's a team of three of us basically trying to, I guess, redefine what the Sydney Marathon is. Um, one of the big challenges, I guess, from a brand perspective is actually uh, getting people to call it the Sydney Marathon. Uh, up until last year, it was Blackmore's Sydney Rain Festival. Blackmore's was a, the name you're on sponsor for the best part of 20 years. So um, there has been a monumental shift, I guess, in the identity of the event and who's partnered with the event. Um, but, you know, the Sydney Marathon presented by ASICS, uh, which is our presenting partner for this year, is is taken on sort of a, a new leaf and, um, you know, is very much an event where it, it's starting to become or we're trying to get a real global favour as we try and chase, you know, the Abbott World Major Marathon status. Yeah, so let's get into that because um, yeah, you mentioned before that you've done one of the World Marathon Majors. Which one have you done? Berlin. Is that where you, oh, is that where you did your 252? Correct, yeah, just yeah. before COVID. Snuck, snuck in in 2019. I've done all six of the World Marathon Majors, and that's probably my favourite. You know, the Brandenburg Gates and then another three or 400 metres to the finish. Epic. Who won that year? Was it Kipchoge? It was actually when uh, Ken Bakili missed his world record by two seconds. Um, and that was sort of a, a, you know, quite out of the blue because Bikili loved to DNF a lot of his marathons. And for him to come out and run 201 um, shocked a lot of people. So, you know, that, that's 
that's probably his um his piece of resistance when it comes to his marathon career. And yeah, it was on the same day I was there, it was pretty special. Yeah, so there um there are six marathons currently that make up a series called the Abbott World Marathon Majors. So there's um Berlin, as we've discussed, Tokyo, Chicago, New York, Boston, and London. And they're gonna introduce a seventh and this is this is how we connected. This is how I got involved with um, the Essex Sydney Marathon 2023, and this is why we're talking today. So, how did that conversation first come about? So this this goes, I guess, before my time. I've been here for six weeks, but I can comment a little bit um, on how it came to be. I guess the the Abbott, um World Marathon Majors really want to try and make the series a global series. So at the moment, yeah. you've got three events in America, um, a couple in Europe, and one in the Asia-Pacific region in Tokyo. So I think one of their big strategies to basically say, right, we, you know, if this is going to be a global series, we really need to be you know, in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so we would be the first in the bottom half of the world to, to get it. Um, so that that's that's sort of the, the philosophy behind it. We want to expand. Um, but then it sort of came down to those three sort of major um, events I was talking about in Australia, Gold Coast, Sydney, and Melbourne. Wayne Laden, who's our race director, uh, and he's the CEO of Pont3, which is the company that delivers the Sydney Marathon. That's who I work for, Pont3. They, uh, Wayne basically positioned Sydney as, you know, it is the icon of Australia. Oh, for Harbor sure. Bridge, house, Sydney Harbour. And then, you know, on top of that, you've got all the beaches, um, you know, all the amazing zoos, uh, you know, shopping, restaurants, bars, all these sorts of things. And, you know, Sydney almost sold itself to become that candidate for the Australian rain community. But then, not just for the Australian rain community, the New Zealand rain community, the Southeast Asian rain community, and then expanding out to Europe and America as well. So we're, we're, we are taking a global approach to um, to trying to get this major. It's not just about Sydney. It's it's Australia and more broadly probably um, Oceania's marathon. Yeah, well, I've been saying to so many of my friends, um, this is so incredibly exciting. Like the prospect of having one of the majors, like a three-hour flight away. Uh, James, I can't tell you like how much money I've spent to get my six-star finisher medal. It's probably about <laughs> 50 grand all up for the six different trips. To have it in Sydney is just tantalizing, you know. Uh, the flights are cheap. Accommodation's pretty good. Yeah, it's just on the on the doorstep. So, what what exactly did you guys have to do? Um, so, Abbott's come over. Do they look at the course? Do you have to make any changes, any tweaks? We were announced as a candidate six weeks before last year's event. So um, that sort of gave us not a whole lot of legal room to actually do much about the candidacy <laughs> uh, last year. We, we spiked a little bit. I think we did get a record number of marathon entries last year, but we really didn't have much of time to sort of, you know, get a full strategy together and, and really roll it out last year. So we've, we've had 12 months to do it this year. Um, in that time, Wayne uh, and some of our sort of um more management position employees at Pont3 have actually gone and networked with the other race directors and the other employees of all the other world major marathons. So Wayne was at London this year. Our operations team was at Boston last year. Uh, Tim and myself actually not working for Pont3, but in my other role before this uh, was at New York in November. Um, so basically, you know, organically soaking up what all these world major marathons are, the identity of them, what they do well, how people engage with them, but also talking to those who've gone through the process, who have actually been part of a world major for years and years and years. And, and you know, 
almost tips and you know tips and tricks of the trade to actually say you know these are things that don't have to blow the budget that we can actually incorporate to help us on that road into becoming a world major. Oh, so how good was New York? So you you didn't run New York. You were like there for like a behind the scenes tour. Yeah, right. That, wow. That's exactly right. There was a, a race director program where there were some uh, race directors from all over the world. So the uh, woman, I can't remember her name, but she's the race director of the Jakarta Marathon. She started it 15 years ago with five runners. That's not now <laughs> gone up to 15,000 runners. So, you know, race directors like this, incredibly inspiring. And again, everyone shares these commonalities in terms of starting from, you know, almost nothing and then just growing it through um, positive experiences. You know, the, the word of mouth in the rain community is everything. So you really do need to ensure that, um, you know, you're putting on a really good experience that for a lot of people just means that they have to come back next year and they come back with more friends and family. So, um, yeah, so that race director experience for me in New York was really eye-opening. Um, I got a tour of uh, Staten Island where the the basically the compound, the start area um, is built and it's just this huge um, logistical uh delivery with something between 80 and 90 staff it's just incredible the amount of numbers the amount of facilities that they have for the 50,000 marathons at the New York City Marathon um, and then going through all five boroughs just again the logistics the road closures closing down arguably the um, the busiest and biggest uh, metropolis in the world it's just it, it's incredible what the New York Roadrunners do who run that event and um, I've got the pleasure of reading uh, uh, meeting Ted Metellus as well, who's an incredibly charismatic new uh, race director for the New York City Marathon. And yeah, just the whole team was incredibly welcoming. Uh, many people from all over the world. It was a fantastic experience. And again, just getting getting those little tidbits that you can bring back to Australia and say, hey, we might be able to incorporate one or two of these things as well. I, I think I'd, I'd identify as a running nerd, much like yourself. Like to most people, this would probably sound like a nightmare, like going to New York to see how a run's put on. Um, but for me, I'd, I'd froth at the prospect. It sounds amazing. It, it, it really was. Like, again, it's you know, shutting down New York City. You think about, um, you know, all the just – like, you know, I don't know how many of your listeners have been in New York, but when you go there, you think, how, how can you actually shut this place down? How can you shut down Central Park? How do you shut down Fifth Avenue? Like, this is the the whole, um, you know, ecosystem that the entire New York City, but they do it. They do it and they have the trust of all the emergency authorities, the um, the state governments, the federal governments. I, I actually got to see the, um, the room where if you know, touch wood, something happens. There's a bunch of phones, like handsets around the table. And there's about 10 people who sit next to those handsets in case something happens. And they are speed dialed to all of the top authorities in the country. It, it was it was mind blowing. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean something? <laughs> what would require well, the use of these landlines? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really want to bring up... Um, you know, Boston in 2013. Oh, okay. All right. These, yes, yeah, sort of, sort of, um, you know, ma major things that that can happen. And again, New York City. Um, we also know what what happened just over 20 years ago. So, you know, the the um, there is like a, an HQ there, which again, like obviously, I wasn't there on race day, but I just sort of walked into a room and and saw, you know, the, this is the again the amount of trust 
that the authorities and the, the connection between the event and the emergency mm. services. Uh, they said that, you know, the average time for an ambulance to get to the finish line, if they required it, was like 32 seconds because every or most of the um, hospitals within a five-mile radius is basically on speed dial for the New York Marathon. So, you know, things like that, that, you, you know, again, you and I as runners would never think about mm. until you actually go and listen to the people who are running the event and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, if someone does have a heart attack on the finish line, that's, you know, that there has to be someone there within 32 seconds. Like, otherwise, you know, um, something bad might happen. So, anyway. Yeah. God, there's so, yeah, so much to think about. I, um, yeah, foolishly did, 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 yeah, didn't even think of the, um, the, the t- you know, possibility of a terrorism sort of attack. Um, I suppose in New Zealand and Australia, like the emergency situation would be spotting someone running without a number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all to right. bandit. <laughs> <laughs> what, and what you're saying before about the five boroughs and shutting all the, the all those majors that I've done, all the cities really embrace it. And uh, you know, people that aren't runners just support the runners. And it's um, I, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Actually, like in in New Zealand, like our our flagship event, I guess, is probably the Auckland Marathon. And you know, the um, the council kindly shuts one lane on the Harbour Bridge for like three hours, and that's it. <laughs> and that's a big deal. And everyone in the city gets pissed off about it. You have to have the the city support the event, right? Yeah. I mean, you, um, you know, Auckland. I think it's seventeen hundred. I did five minutes of research before I jumped in on course of um, <laughs> Auckland, Queenstown. So it's seventeen hundred in Auckland, thirteen hundred in Queenstown. Um, we we have across all the events somewhere between thirty five and thirty eight thousand. Um, see the surf, which is in a few weeks' time, seventy five thousand um, from Holy. the epicenter of the city to Bondi Beach. So you know. You, there's there's a gigantic difference when you're running a couple of thousand versus tens of thousands of people. But at the end of the day, again, you just need to um, you need to have the support of the people. You like the authorities is one thing, but to actually have the city support as well, the local businesses, the restaurants and bars. You know, where, you know who's going to be open when runners are crossing the line at nine in the morning? Like, am I going to be able to get a beer? Um, <laughs> where am I going to be able to get lunch? All these sorts of things. It's, it's the entire community that needs to support these events. That's that's what makes the world majors, again, so special yeah. as well. Jesus, it would be incredibly un-Australian if you couldn't get a beer at 9am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually banging down the, uh, the surf club or, you know, Beach Road Hotel or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At this stage, you've got like at least ten thousand confirmed starters for the Essex Sydney Marathon, right? Which is going to make great. it, which is going to make it the the biggest marathon in Australasia ever. Uh, that is, that's correct. So we uh, are already. Um, there hasn't been a marathon run in Australia, Australia or New Zealand that has reached ten thousand participants. So that's quite a, a landmark for us. Um, I think we're up to about 11,700, um, possibly 12,000 when this goes out. So, um, you know, we're well on the way to, I guess, the 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 mark that we're trying to hit is um, about 17 to 18,000 participants. And then with a slight drop-off um, in, in the marathon I'm talking about here, um, with a slight drop-off, we uh, are looking to try and get to 15 to 16,000 uh, finishes in, in the marathon this year. That That's the target, that's the goal. Um, and we're, we're, we're tracking well. Um, we need a few more entries, but we're tracking really well. And we're, we're incredibly proud, I guess, of what we've achieved already. We've achieved history um, with just over 10 weeks to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would urge as many of um, my runners to go over as possible. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm booked in and I'm fizzing about. Actually, my girlfriend, uh, when I told her that I was doing some um, ambassador work for the Sydney Marathon, she was like, oh, do, do you have to run it? 
And I'm like, what do you mean? I want to run it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, you can, <laughs> you, you, you can slow jog slash walk it. We've got the seven hour cutoff, which is 10 minute Ks. So that's um, that's really opening up the doors to a lot of people who probably thought they couldn't do it beforehand. So, um, you know, that's, that's that's something that we did deliberately to try and open up the doors to as many people who who might have been on the fence thinking, oh, you know, geez, I might might do eight or nine minute Ks, not sure if I'll make it. And you know, we're, we're trying to give everyone the, the the best chance possible to actually finish the forty two point two. Seven hours is, is very generous. Um, I mean, if, if anyone's listening to this now, you've still got like nine or ten weeks to go, so you could go over there and sort of you know walk, run it, or walk, jog it if you wanted, and get through it in seven hours without a doubt. Mate, I'm I'm like you. I'm coming back from a knee injury, so I'm nowhere near my peak. I'm just really looking forward to um, you going over there and running it, maybe running with a camera, high-fiving some kids. Um, I know you've got a lot of bands and entertainment on course. I'm just looking forward to uh, like really taking in all the sights and the, and the sounds of Sydney on that day. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think what we've, you know, getting the participants is one thing, but then actually giving them something a little bit more than, than just a, a closed route around Sydney. Yeah, the, you know, the iconic bridge opera house it is a fantastic finish line finishing in the Sydney, um, the Sydney Opera House forecourt. But we, we've really tried to, I guess, up the game in terms of the event experience on course. So we've got um, 28 uh 28 zones spectator zones but four spectator live sites that we're, we're really trying to bring to life so um you know we're, we're excited to be debuting the the cheers and beers zone um with all the clubs bringing out their marquees there'll be a licensed bar food trucks uh coffee of course mcs uh djs and you know trying to really bring some of that again majors atmosphere to the sydney marathon um it's not just about the race it's not just about running um pvs as great as they are it's about again engaging the entire um city of sydney and getting you know hopefully hundreds of thousands of people out um, of their front doors on Sunday morning and, you know, cheering on something really special happening in their backyard. Whatever happens at the end of the day with the, um, yeah, World Marathon major candidate, 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 can you say the word candidate? Candidacy? What is Candidacy? it? Candidacy? <laughs> I usually just roll it off. Whatever happens there, that's going to take care of itself, but it's just going to be an exceptional event this year. On that, so there's, there's, there's two other candidates in the running. You've got South Africa and China. Like how how confident are you? Do you know like do you know what they're looking for? Like what can you do to ensure that you beat South Africa and China? Well, so this is a common misconception. It's actually one that I had when I before I started here. Uh, we're not actually in competition competition with one another. Um, there is a reality where South Africa gets it as well as Sydney. Now I don't know if they're I'll say tracking as progressively as we are <laughs> so i think we're certainly sort of if it was a competition number one and three um but but yeah no like that abbott stated uh to to, to wayne uh which has then been uh, passed down to me that we, yeah we, we, we're not in competition um you know and i think china is a really interesting one and again just that asian region we we all know how many people run in asia japan korea china singapore hong kong yeah there's just hundreds and hundreds more oh, sorry millions of runners and um, a large percentage of those are interested in running marathons particularly within a short flight away um, from their home country so it wouldn't surprise me at all if you know in tandem with us there is another asian um 
uh, event that, you know, Asian marathon, sorry, in, in China, Chengdu at the moment is the marathon that gets up and, and maybe gets a star as well. But again, I think it comes back to um, Abbott being, you know, we, we all know how exclusive that club of six is. We all know um, how hard they work to not only get into that club, but also to maintain that that world marathon major status. Um, it is very exclusive. They're not letting anyone through the door and they've been very selective in who they've chosen to be part of this candidacy. What are the um, requirements? Like, What are the top requirements? One of one of them obviously is the, uh, the size of the field. It's got to be a mass participation event. What else is there? So it's 104 points. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> I, was, I was told that we were satisfying 89 of 104 <laughs> as of last year. Anyway, we're getting, getting technical here, Don. Well, I like it. Um, I, I not, by the way, 89 out of 104. Like, if, if that's an exam result, that's bloody good. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Well, I mean, we're, we're at a high distinction average. There you go, before we got started. So, um, yeah, no, I think we, yeah, we were hitting a majority of them. I, there, there's some... Uh, there's some really critical ones for us. One of them, um, actually, that you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't think of straight away is the accessibility for the elite wheelchair athletes. You can't expect the best wheelchair athletes in the world to come over and um, and not have a world-class course. So that was one of the updates that we had to make. Um, there's other ones as well, like the amount of spectators on course. Um, that's, again, that's something that we've, we've tried to uplift uh, with these live sites and, and additional activations, music, DJs. We just we just want to bring out people and have a good time and actually give them a reason to come out as well. It's not just oh you can see a mate um, who's running three and a half hours, then you wait for an hour and then see a mum who's going to be running four and a half hours. It's like you know what, what can we actually do for the spectators in between that time to actually give them a day that they're really going to remember. So um, that that was another again a, a criteria point, but also very much a strategy for us as well. And then you've got you know really. Um, you know, operational ones like, yeah, poor loose at the start line. Again, we've all experienced those damn lines um, <laughs> before a race, particularly the marathon as well, where you, your, your stomach can be a little bit more nervous than usual. So anyway, there's uh, there, there's some. Wow, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in. But um, yeah, one of the points that you said about um, the, um, the support from um, spectators, like I'm thinking of the New Zealand events I've done, say Auckland, Rotorua, Hawke's Bay and Queenstown, all, all big events. Um, but in terms of like support, very, very poor. As you said, you get people out with a sign saying, you know, go dad or go mum. And that's sort of about the extent of it. So how do you motivate and engage a massive city? We, we, we're we certainly leaning on the, the city of Sydney and also probably more broadly Destination New South Wales. So uh, Destination New South Wales looks after events um, and tourism as well. And they're a major sponsor of the Sydney Marathon. They really, really want to engage this Sydney to actually come out and support this. So they're going to give us a lot of, you know, sort of marketing promotion. We've, we've partnered with the Daily Telegraph, who's a, a major news outlet here in Australia. They're going to be spreading the word through um, mass media, through the newspaper and, and online. Um, we've got, uh, so I think as, oh, sorry, starting in 2013, uh, we're the only uh, globally broadcast event on free-to-air TV in terms of a marathon in Australia. So we're going to be broadcast live on Channel 10 to I think it's 126 countries, um, including New Zealand as well. So, you know, basically, you know, leveraging our voice through mass media outlets is, is one way to do that, to actually make people aware, hey, there is something going on in the city, um, not just 
hey, don't drive. It's, hey, actually come out and support <laughs> something really positive. Um, but also, the you know, we're, we're using people like yourself, Dom, and, and people that, you know, might not also usually run. So there's a, a group, um, a, pod, a couple of podcast guys here called the Hello Sport Podcast, and they often talk about rugby league. But, you know, they've signed up and they're going to be, you know, rocking the seven-hour bus and they have a team of 400 people joining them to run the marathon who would have never thought of doing it beforehand. So, you know, using people within the community but then also outside the community is, is incredibly important to engage as many people who are interested in sport, interested in health and fitness but never thought of actually doing a marathon beforehand. So, you know, with all these sort of like little things put together, uh, that's sort of how the magic's working behind the scenes and I guess why we're, we're getting the numbers that we have so far. Oh, mate, it's a, it's a big job, but you guys are completely nailing it. When you've done the other World Marathon Majors, you understand as soon as you fly into those cities, you just you feel the love and you feel the support. You know, there's banners at the airport and you walk around town after the, after the run with the medal around your neck and everyone knows what's going on. And I feel like you guys are on the cusp of doing something brilliant this year and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Oh, we really appreciate it, mate. And uh, yeah, like again, it, it stops the city um, and, and we really hope that you know, it's it's something that will be so much more memorable because of the, the stories of the people um, on the start line, at the finish line, everything in between. And I think people will see, you know, it's almost like they'll see non-runners become marathoners, people that they wouldn't associate with, you know, even running a park run or, or, or a half, you know, 10K, a half marathon, they're out there, you know, for whatever reason they have and whatever journey that they have, um, they're going to be out there for, you know, the marathon, but also for themselves, you know, for their mum, for their sister, for their friends, um, for that person in their life who was affected and they're drawing inspiration from that. You know, there's going to be over 15,000 stories on the day, all of them mm. are different. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be something quite yeah, if, if you are only going to do one marathon in your life as a bucket list sort of thing, I'd recommend do it, do a big one and do it, do it once and do it right. And Sydney's definitely going to be that. Do you get to run this year or are you going to be busy running around um, <laughs> taking care of the last few points on that checklist of 104? I, I might not be running the race, Don, but I might cover 42.2k on the day. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I'll, I'll probably have a roll or two coming my way, um, whether it's bashing out, um, you know, Instagram live updates, um, whether it's, you know, putting your phone in people's faces like yourself, talk, you know, talk to me, Dom, you've just finished in, you know, whatever time and you probably don't want to talk to me, but I'm going to make you talk to me anyway. Um, things like that <laughs> is probably what I'm doing on the day. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm stoked to be involved and I want to see as many New Zealanders as we can over there in mid-September. Um, you've still got an early bit special aid. That's running till the end of the month, I believe. That is correct, July 31. Um, it is the same price for our New Zealand uh, runners as well as the Australians, so the 165 Australian dollars. Um, I'm pretty sure we're about the same, aren't we? Kiwi dollars to Australian, about one-to-one -one at the moment. It's not bad. I think you're a little bit better than us. Uh, yeah, every other country shits on us, apart from Bali. We do well when we go to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so it's, so it's 165 early bird special after the end of the month. I think you also said that flights are pretty good at the moment, um, flying uh, Air New Zealand over. So, and we also um, have partnered with Marathon Tours and Travels as well, who are doing some really good three-night um, accommodation packages uh, to ensure that everyone's dollar goes a really uh, long way for, for this year's Sydney Marathon. So, of course, we always appreciate having um, our, our New Zealand uh, counterparts um, being part of the event. I think there's... All, over 300 registered already from New Zealand, which is really, really exciting. So thank you to everyone who's who's supporting it so far. Oh, we, we can do way better than that. Yeah, I, I got my flights on an New Zealand special. That was like 500 bucks return. And then um, I, I'm staying somewhere quite nice. It was, it was like 300 bucks a night. So it was actually a, a reasonably affordable weekend away. Actually, my flights were cheaper to go to Sydney in September than what they were to go to Queenstown. Um, so, <laughs> so that's something to factor into. And, and way cheaper than what it is to go over to Sydney for a Taylor Swift concert next year. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't mention that. Was it, uh, I think, 800,000 people on the wait list? Yeah. Um, I, I think running a marathon is probably going to be, you know, not quite as tough as going to a <laughs> All right. Hey, James Constantine, one of the brains trust of the Sydney Marathon, doing an exceptional job, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and we will see you in September. Thank you, Dom. See you in September, mate. Thank you very much. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum. Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.